Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here again with another episode of Sparkles for Better Mental Health, a show all about the five dimensions of personal growth. And today I'm very excited to have Donna Tajjan. Do I pronounce it right, Donna? You did. Thank you on the show. Donna is a very interesting person. She not only turns baggage into luggage, designs her life by design and that of others, but also chooses joy. And I'm a big, uh, I'm a big promoter of choosing joy because it's really possible to choose happiness and joy. Hi, Donna. So tell me a little bit about who you are and how you became so passionate about what you're talking about today and what you're doing. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me here today. It is a pleasure. Um, I, I can't believe I just enjoy chatting with people and talking about these subjects so much. And so it is interesting when we, when I get asked that question, how did you get to where you are? It makes you reflect. It's like, how did I get here? <laughs> And um, I um, had a somewhat, most of us who are coaches, at least I've encountered, have overcome something ourselves, which is true for me as well. Um, at the age of 14, uh, someone close to me hurt me and I became pregnant. And so I'm a 15-year-old mother. Um, and so in the age and the dimensions that that occurred, um, it wasn't okay for a teenage pregnancy. And so there was a lot of, as you can imagine, emotion attached to, um, something like that, that occurs. So learning to overcome labels, adversity, um, disappointments, all of those kind of things is something that I had to learn from a very early age of how to, well, I had a little bit, for those of you, if you're, I don't know if we're watching the video, but I have red hair and I have a little bit of sass going on and, <laughs> and I wanted to prove people wrong on what they said about me. So that is where I began in my life of learning how to really rise above and excel and, and that I could choose joy would be, I wouldn't have called it at that age that but it was beginning to know that I had a choice about how I wanted to respond to what had happened to me and what kind of life did I want to design from there. Now, let me uh, ask you again, if that's okay. I know it, it may be a little painful or a lot, even though it's so long ago at 14. So it wasn't your choice to have sex. It wasn't an accident. It, was, it no, was not my choice. So the child was a product of rape, so, so, so to speak. Yes. Wow. Now that is certainly a painful incident of the past. And I know you speak a lot of that. Yes. And I mean, many teenage girls get pregnant, but most of them do a lapse of judgment and give in voluntarily. So that's why I wanted to make clear in your case, that was not the case. It was not the case. So how did you manage to raise a child that was 
conceived that way so you still could love the child and not relate it to the incident that happened. Mm -hmm. I, I, can, I, I can only imagine how difficult that must have been. I didn't have an issue with that. Um, the child had nothing to do with it. Um, so I never, I never correlated the child with what this other individual had done. It had nothing to do with each other. So it, but was it hard? Yes. At 15 to figure that out. And I lived with my parents. Um, I began to work pretty quickly and paid rent and things like that. But I lived with my parents till I was almost 18. Um, I graduated high school before I was 17 and um, was working full time before I was 18. Wow. Uh, so I uh, accelerated and grow, grew up very quickly. So I had my own place paying my own bills by the time I'm 18 years old with, at that time, a three-year-old. So, um, so I had, um, and, and part of my, uh, story is my faith had a lot to do with who I am and how I overcame those adversities, but learning how to, uh, choosing joy, part of it, of rising above, in my program that I have designed, it's my um, exclusive program called Turn Your Baggage into Luggage. And you mentioned that is because I've walked this. <laughs> I, I've walked the story. It may not be the same story, but the emotions of low self-esteem and embarrassment and shame and anger and resentment and frustration and fear and disappointment, all of those emotions were part of my my story of where I found myself. So learning keys to be able to help myself and then figuring out a way to articulate those in such a manner um, to help others has been my journey. Wow, this is that is really a wonderful story of 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 personal growth from adversity, Phoenix out of the ashes, if you want to say so. And I see the butterfly there behind your head. It's also a symbol of transformation, of course. Yes. How did you manage to do that, to come out of that teenage girl that struggled to keep bread on the table for herself and the kid, to grow up to be a very wise lady that helps <laughs> now others? A lot, a lot of personal growth, that is for sure. And, um, and as I said, my, my, my faith um, had a whole lot to do with who I am today. Um, I know it would have turned out completely different without that aspect in my life. But learning to, uh, a big component was learning how to know one of the first keys in my in in turn your baggage into luggage is recognizing that no matter what happens to you, it can turn out for good. No matter what it is, I heard a story. Perhaps you've heard it before too. I don't know where it originated, so you know maybe I'll take credit, but I don't know where it originated. But it was two children put in a room full of uh, manure. And they were in two different rooms and one child sit down and, you know, my life stinks. The whole world stinks. I'm always stuck in the, you know, you get the word and all of the things. And 
just crying and complaining. The other child knocks on the door and they open it and she says, can I get a shovel? Why do you want a shovel with this much manure? There's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> and that's my, that's an example of that story is like, no matter what occurs, there's a gift. Begin to look for the gift in the adversity is one way to choose joy is beginning to look for it. I call them gifts wrapped in sandpaper. They're not in pretty bows. They don't look all lovely, but it's learning that there is a gift. The process of looking for a gift makes me lift my eyes up off my feet, if you will, and look down the road. I wonder what the gift is. I wonder how I can grow. So baggage thinking is that resentment, anger, low self-esteem, frustration, all of that. That's baggage. And we do really good at hiding it, but it doesn't go away unless we learn how to process it. And this is one of the first keys of turning it into luggage, is looking for the gift that can be hidden in all of that and, and begin to say, I am going to use this to grow and become better in spite of my circumstances or perhaps because of my circumstances, I rise above in a way and blossom like the butterfly in a way that maybe I wouldn't have without this adversity. That's one of the ideas. I really like that uh, analogy of the children in the room full of manure and in a little farmer-like way that I'm not, uh, but I had a garden and I love shit. I always say a lot of bullshit makes great fertilizer. <laughs> oh, but it can just be a pile of stuff that stinks unless that you utilize cool. it right. <laughs> I agree. And that's why I like it. You look for the gift and manure can be a very big gift for a gardener, for example. They right. pay a lot of money actually for it. It's yes, look out, they do. sheep manure, cow manure, it's expensive. It's right. valuable. So maybe the shit that we have in our life is valuable too. I yeah. like that attitude. So let's go on. What's the next step? Uh, now people realize, okay, I went through a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and I'm looking for the gift. I can't see it yet. What do they do next? One of the things that I, one of the phrases that I use often is whatever you focus on is magnified. And so if I spend time focusing on the negative of what occurred in my life, mm. that's all I can see. And it's magnified. It's multiplied. It begins to, if resentment is all I see, then I live my life with those lenses, if you will. But when I begin to look for the gift and I focus on things that I'm thankful for, things that um, I perhaps want to experience down the road, I call it, call it, keep the big picture in mind. Look down the road. What do you want your life to look like? One of my books that I read early on in my 20s was Stephen Covey's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't remember a lot about the whole book, but chapter two stuck with me. And chapter two of that book is called Begin with the End in Mind. And it's talking about a picturing your funeral 
And what do you want people to say about you at the end of your life? With that in mind, how do you want to live your life? So I didn't want people saying that I was an angry, resentful woman. I wanted them to say I was kind and continuing to love even when it hurt and to um, forgive easily and to be resilient and strong and um, persistent, have perseverance. Um, Those are the things I wanted to say. So I began to make choices that aligned with who I wanted to be, not with necessarily how I felt. Do you see the difference? Absolutely. It's aligning with who I want to be. Thrown about life by their feeling. Oh, I don't feel like it today. So it must be a bad day. No, it's not true. Yes. One of the really big things that I ask the women that I coach is, do you think feelings are truth? What's the percentage of women that says yes? Almost all of them. I I was in that category. If I feel like you don't like me, you must not like me, right? Yeah, right. Uh, You know, (laughs) and all of those kinds of things. I feel la la la. Well, as women, we have... Uh, chemistry reasons why our feelings are also um, a lot more uh, volatile than perhaps otherwise. So there's there's a lot of stuff going on, but my feelings are not equal truth. This is what I this is one of the keys that I teach is it, my feelings equal what I'm believing at that moment. Absolutely. And so if I'm believing that it's rainy, therefore I'm going to be sad, I will be sad. Exactly. If I believe that because my boss is out to get me, then I'm going to have a horrible, you know, my, 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 I can't get ever get an advancement. That's what I'm going to begin to experience. Yeah. And so learning that whatever I focus on is magnified and that I get to choose That's one of the biggest things I want people to understand is we do have the power to choose. It isn't happening to me. I get to choose how I respond. I can't control the circumstances. Your boss might be a jerk, but you can choose how you're going to respond and what you're going to believe in spite of the manure you may be experiencing in your life. That is a good one. Absolutely. And we always have a choice. We can choose our feelings. Although I have a very good friend and she will vehemently say, no, feelings come first. (laughs) We had a few very nice. uh, Well, sometimes, sometimes the feelings do come first. They're in, we can't control that, that you rejected me and I feel hurt. Um, Sometimes the feelings are there, but I get to choose what I want to do with that. And what I want to believe from there, I can stay in the resentment and you can better believe it, girl. I had reasons to be that way. I I could have stayed there, but I chose forgiveness because that's who I wanted to be. Now I do a whole bunch of teachings and and workshops on forgiveness because it's the most misunderstood subject probably out there on what really forgiveness is and what it is not. But that is one of the, that's number three of the 
components of turning our baggage into luggage and choosing joy is forgiveness. Because in a nutshell, forgiveness sets me free. So what is forgiveness not? Let's just put one or two bullet points out there in the world. But forgiveness is not. Well, I'll, I'll say it this way and answer it that way. A lot of times we feel like forgiveness means the other person's going to get away with it. Forgive okay, so it's not that. It's yeah. not that. Forgiveness, I can't forgive them because they're not even sorry. Mm. I can't forgive them because they'll probably do it again. If I forgive them, that means I have to trust them. And it doesn't mean any of those things. You do not have to trust. You don't even have to have a relationship with them to forgive. I, some people have said that forgiveness is drinking poison and hoping the other person is made sick or die. But I'm the one that drank the poison, not them. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, the people that we're still frustrated with, if they're really abusive, they don't even give a rip. <laughs> no. They don't even care that you're still mad. In fact, they might find joy out of it. If they're they really find it interesting or funny or exciting or all of those kind of things. So all it's doing is giving that person the power to still influence me today. Right. And once was enough. <laughs> So if you don't let that go and forgive, it would lead to you carrying them on your shoulders, the baggage forever. Forever, yes. Yeah. So forgiveness is not an emotion either. And that's another one that gets us. I'll, I'll forgive when I feel like it. No, you never will then because we don't feel like it. Forgiveness is a choice of your will. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is I choose to let that go and then my emotions will catch up. The other thing forgiveness is the best analogy I, that I feel like God gave me was forgiveness is like an onion, hmm. especially when the trauma is deep. I forgive to what the capacity is the layer I can today. I cry. I choose to forgive. I move down the road, something shows up again, I forgive deeper until I'm completely free. So forgiveness isn't a one and done always. Forgiveness is a process that I have learned to walk out and I have helped thousands of women do the same thing of learning how to let go as much as I can today and then a little bit more down the road as time progresses and learning how to be free and really live vibrantly. That is a beautiful way to put it, because many people, when they experience a very painful incident or trauma, they can't just decide, okay, I want to forgive the perpetrator, and boom, it's done. Uh -uh. No. And I like that onion thing. Forgive as much as you can today, and then work a little bit more on it and over time there's a next layer and you go forgive deeper that you said that beautifully yep. so what are the next steps to choosing joy ah uh, one of the biggest uh 
resources for me is, is I wouldn't have called it a coach in those days because coaching wasn't a lingo that was around when I was uh, a young adult. Um, but get a mentor, get a coach, get someone to be able to help you. So many of the times when we've been injured, we withdraw and we begin to, I call it DYI it. I'll figure this out <laughs> on my own and get someone who's walked the path, get support. We weren't meant to do this alone. Why do it the hard way? If I could tell you five easy steps to walk through to freedom, or you can take years to do it. And so to figure it out on your own. So get support, whatever that looks like in your life, get a mentor, um, something more than just a friend to be able to give you support, counseling, whatever that looks like for you to be able to move forward, but get support and get help. Any putty that is highly successful, they have a coach. Any person that comes to mind that is in music industry, sports industry, finance industry, businesses, they all have coaches. Absolutely. And I love what Marshall Goldsmith says. You probably know him. He's one of the most prolific executive coaches. And he says, everyone needs help. I yes. need help. I have a coach that calls me every night and holds me accountable to yes. get the things done that I want to get better at. Right. And so that's one of the other things I say is when you talk with a, a potential coach, ask them who's coaching them. Right. Because everybody needs a coach. Now, today in this in this time frame, the coaches are a dime a dozen. Everyone in the world is putting a coach shingle out. And it I can't judge them right or wrong, but just choose wisely was what I will say. I always recommend looking very closely at the about page and seeing their history. Yeah. Do they have any coach training? Because yeah. I know certain coaches that, by the way, are not on my podcast. They have a marketing background. They may be yeah. a good business coach, but maybe yeah. not right to guide you along a trauma. And there's and there's all kinds of coaches. Yeah. And I'm... I, for me personally, I don't want someone who's in their twenties coaching me. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, I just I, need somebody yeah. who's had a little bit of life experience to coach me. So whatever, what, whatever works for whoever's listening today, um, just check them out, look at their about page and get support. Why do it alone the hard way? Why not do it the easy way? Let's push the easy button. And let's do it the easy way. I think that's a very valid point because we all need support. We can't go it alone. And a friend, as nice as it is, is never independent. And right. they don't see you from the outside if they know you for a long time. Right. They don't see, they, they see you very differently. They may actually judge you, which a good coach never does. Right. They look at you and say, ask a question maybe that, brings you deeper into realizing yes. what, what's going on for you and, yeah. and opens your eyes like in a light switch is on the light switch in the dark and suddenly you can see all the clutter that you have been running against all your life and hurting yourself. Although you would have had the power to just 
get up if you could only have seen it and put it on the side. Yes. And that's what a good coach does. And I love that you say that that way. And I think coaching has also the advantage compared with psychologists. I don't, nothing against them, but you can try them out. Yes. Majority of the people that work work in my transformational programs and are getting amazing results have been in counseling for years and were not getting the results they wanted. And there's a whole gamut of research. Just Google, what's the difference between coaching and counseling? And you will see that there is a huge difference between those kind of things. Um, you might even counseling, find my blog that I wrote about it. Yeah. Counseling saves a lot of people's lives. And so it's needed, but I'm a coach for a reason. (laughs) Absolutely. There's a very big difference between a psychologist and a coach when it comes to the kinds of problems they treat or coach around and the kinds of results they get for the people. Absolutely. And there's awesome psychologists and there's miserable, there's coaches (laughs) on the same thing but my thing about coaches is you can they usually have a website you can look at a video maybe of them doing something talking so you can see do you like them Mm -hmm. it's very important that you like your coach so if you like donna you might want to work with her if it makes sense what she's saying it makes sense to work with her right i found it hard in my own journey when i was talked trying to get a psychologist you never can try them out you can just go there and talk to them on the phone for half an hour and see does it make sense do you even like that person or do you think it's a complete jerk (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and and so i love that donna Mm. and 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 you seem to be really having a great program to help people transform their lives And your insights make absolute sense. And I'm convinced that there's many people and listeners out there say, yeah, Donna says makes sense. So for those people, what would be the best place to start to get to know you, to learn more about you? The the best place is my website. Um, That has, I have free resources under my resource tab. I have free eBooks and there's a lot of resources available there. And you can schedule a conversation with me, a consultation. I call it also a virtual coffee or tea. Let's get acquainted. Let's talk and, and get to know each other more. That is all on my website. And the address is the letter I vibrantliving.com. Now that's relatively easy to remember when you think about what you want. I Why? want to vibrantliving.com. Yes. <laughs> I am the one vibrantliving.com. There's your yes. website. And of course, it will be under this video and it will also be in the show notes. So everybody can look underneath the video and find it and just click on it. Right. And uh, I really like like what you're doing Donna I appreciate you being on the show and choosing joy yes we all need to choose more joy instead of complaining we see way too much of complaining and I have very sweet neighbors that like to complain and I choose to <laughs> my ears it's so easy to be negative 
we you don't just have to switch choose. on TV, watch the it's, news. You get all the negativity. Yes, in the world, it, the, world the world we live in is is defaulted to telling us everything that's wrong and everything that possibly could go wrong. Um, but you have to choose everything that sells. Yes, you have to choose sells. joy on purpose. And people are looking for that. So it is possible to learn how to do that. And um, I love I love everything you're doing as well. So it's so great to be with you today. Same here, Donna. Thank you so much. And as I always say, when two people sparkle together, we get fireworks. <laughs> I love it's that. Just <laughs> amplifying everything. And it is it is wonderful to speak with a fellow coach that knows what yeah. she's doing and that truly can help people. And one of the, the purposes of doing this podcast is really to give people a choice, mm -hmm. to introduce them, to say, hey, listen to a few podcasts, watch the videos and see. And maybe one of the people on the podcast is talking about something that touches you, that you say, yeah. oh, oh, yes, that makes sense. And then they want to hear more about it. And then they click on the link underneath and go and visit your website in that case, Donna, and experience a conversation with you. Yes. And it's not just that you talk about coffee, which is great. And I love my coffee. You like it. <laughs> sure, do stuff that matters. Have a cup of coffee with a person that you can talk with yeah. and not just converse about, oh, what? was in the news yesterday did you hear that did you hear this oh my god <laughs> that's terrible the world bears it going that is not a very helpful joyful conversation and we can choose joy thank you so much donna it was a pleasure to have you on the on the show today thank you and that was today's sparkles for better mental health show uh tune in for the next episode make sure you click the subscribe button on youtube or you click the subscribe button on the webinar page and uh, we have amazing guests like donna on so please do so subscribe follow and we want to hear from you if you have a question for donna let us know and we'll make sure she gets it go to her website check it out have a cup of coffee with her and experience how you too can choose joy thank you so much Bye bye